When you're first starting out, there's likely going to be a lot of people who are offering similar products or services as you, where they're saying similar things, where they're creating similar content, and it can be easy to get drowned in that. So how do you rise above and get people to pay attention to you to start to build your audience and your brand and get customers to purchase your products? Welcome to Thriving Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Jillian Fernandez. I'm a former teacher from New York turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm here to make your life easier by giving you the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Teacher Talk. Today, I'm going to be talking about some things I wish I would have done and not done when I first started my business. Now, when I first started to take my business seriously and look at it like an actual business, I spent a lot of time doing exactly what you're doing right now, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, so much Googling and reading blog posts. And I was subscribed to, I'm sure, dozens of email newsletters. I was hungry for advice about how to get my business started and actually making money. And I'm guessing you can probably relate. Now, I appreciate all the advice that I got from so many mentors during that phase, but I have to say that sometimes the advice can actually be the problem because as you read those blog posts and listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube videos, you get so many different ideas for things that you could be working on and feel like maybe you should be working on. And it can be really difficult to know exactly what you actually should be doing and focusing on when you're first starting out. So in this episode, I want to give you my best advice for exactly what to focus on when you're first starting out. And this is based on in retrospect, what I see actually made the difference versus other things that were actually just distracting me from the work that I needed to do. The first thing that I'd focus on if I were just starting out is simply being decisive, making decisions and sticking to them until I actually saw those results. Something that slowed me down so much when I was first starting out was bouncing back and forth between different ideas, different strategies, or different concepts for making money, different product ideas, different marketing strategies, you know, all of that stuff. I'd work on one thing for a little while. And when I didn't produce results right away, I would switch to something else. I didn't want all of my eggs to be in one basket because we've all heard that that's not such a good idea. So I was trying to diversify. But the problem with this was that my efforts were spread too thin. So I wasn't making any real progress or ever really getting that momentum with any one strategy. Number two would have to be just simple branding and design. If you're starting your business, then you're going to need to have your business have some sort of appearance. There will be some visuals involved. You'll have a logo. You'll you know, design certain colors or use certain colors in your graphics to create your content. And you might need some fonts to decide on and what you want your content to be in. No doubt about it, branding is important. It's a big part of how you attract customers to your business, which ultimately affects your bottom line. But the trap here is that you can spend way too much time designing branding. And a lot of the time, the more we try to design our branding, the worse it can look, especially if we're not naturally gifted at branding design. I know I made the mistake where I poured tons of time into some really awful designs. I'm talking about YouTube thumbnails early on, some different logos I used, different graphics, lots of clip art. It was, it was a mess. So what I wish I had done differently is spend less time on the designs and just try to keep some really simple things because the less you do, the less opportunity there is for you to actually mess it up. <laughs> it's much easier to make a super simple design look clean and professional than if you start adding in a lot more elements. 
So with that said, I'd recommend that you just choose one or two fonts and one or two colors, maybe a couple neutrals to go in along with that. Write your brand or store name in one of your chosen fonts or two. Maybe you make it your brand colors and you just keep it that simple. Don't try to design over the top fancy logos with say lots of clip art or elements because it can start to come across as being too busy and distracting. When you design graphics, just use those fonts and use those colors consistently. It doesn't really take much more than that to get your brand awareness out there. Number three is to focus on quality. This is all about doing better, not just doing more. When I first started out, I was trying to be in all the places and do all the things. So I was working on a dozen different platforms, creating content for each one. And because I was creating so much content, none of it was really that great quality. But when you're first getting started and you're lost in a sea of all these different teacherpreneurs and other people doing similar things as you, it's really hard to get anyone to pay attention to what you're doing and to start getting that momentum and growing your audience and your brand and your business. And what you really need to do to stand out is to do things that are exceptional. So create exceptional work that really stands out to people and gets them talking. Work that other people will be interested in sharing with others because that's when things really start to grow. Sometimes using a high quality template to streamline your creation can be the best option for this. This is one of the reasons that I gave you over 100 high quality templates to create resources like a pro in Thriving Teacher Academy. Having templates at your disposal can really save you that time and effort and pour it into where it really needs to make your business thrive. Now, this next one might sound really hard. You might wonder, how can I focus on this? But let me explain. The fourth thing I'd recommend you focus on is differentiating yourself from other teachers who are in the same niche as you. When you're first starting out, there's likely going to be a lot of people who are offering similar products or services as you, where they're saying similar things, where they're creating similar content. And it can be easy to get drowned in that. So how do you rise above and get people to pay attention to you to start to build your audience and your brand and get customers to purchase your products? Well, it starts with just standing out as you and not just being a part of the sea of other creators in a similar niche. But how can you do this? How can you decide how you should be different or how you can be different? How can you make yourself different or better yet? It can even start with answering questions like these. What is a mistake that you see people commonly making in your niche? Or what is a mistake that you see people make when they're trying to get the results that you help people get or that your product helps people get? Oftentimes, standing out is as simple as figuring out those mistakes and explaining why they're mistakes and what you would recommend doing differently. And that can be enough to make people pay attention to you. Remember that no matter how unique your business or resource idea is, it's highly likely that another teacherpreneur already tried the same business or resource idea. It's really important not to take it personal. Keep your head down, keep creating. If other businesses got discouraged every time a competitor came into play, there would never be a McDonald's and a Burger King, a Coca-Cola and Pepsi, a White Claw and Truly if you're a drinker. Have you ever walked down the bread aisle in a supermarket? Think about that. You are what's going to set your brand apart from the rest. Before we move on, I wanted to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Anne Roselle. Today, we are highlighting her two-digit addition and subtraction worksheets with and without regrouping bundle. If you're looking for no prep resources to help your students practice this challenging skill, this bundle is perfect for you. This collection of 50 activities has all the worksheets you need to easily review this essential math skill. You'll be getting a printable PDF version, a digital file utilizing easel activities, printer-friendly black and white worksheets, and answer keys for easy grading. The design of the math worksheets plus the fun images make these activities very student-friendly. They really are the perfect addition to your math curriculum. This resource would work for second to fourth grades, 
older students who could use some review or younger students who need a challenge. They're also great for early finishers, tutoring, subtubs, math centers and stations, holiday work, small group, quick assessments, homework, reinforcement, enrichment, distance learning, or homeschooling. Check out Anne's two-digit addition and subtraction worksheets with and without regrouping bundle and other great resources for your classroom in the Believe to Achieve by Anne Roselle store on Teachers Pay Teachers. You can also sign up to receive a free teaching resource delivered directly to your email every month by signing up for her monthly email newsletter at Believe to Achieve by Anne.blogspot.com. All of the links are also in the show notes, so you can find exactly what you're looking for. Thank you so much, Anne, for sponsoring today's episode. Now back to it. There are two things that I think are really important for you to know about this differentiation process. The first is that it is much more powerful to be really different in one way than to be different in a lot of different ways. We don't just pay attention to companies that are a little different in a lot of ways or a little better in a lot of ways. We don't really have a reason to care, but when they take a stand on an issue or when they call out a mistake or when they substantially better in some way, that's when we start to pay attention. Now, just like most rules, there are exceptions to this. Sometimes being way better than your competition is enough, but most often people will pay more attention to you and you'll stand out from your competition a lot more if you are more different rather than just trying to be a little bit better. I hope that makes sense. And when you're first starting out, that's a really important thing to think about. Can you find a way to get people to pay attention? Because nobody can buy your products until they know that your products exist. And when you're past the starting phase and you are known as a teacher in your niche, that's when it comes to those incremental gains and just getting better and better as time goes on. And that can make the difference whether or not people choose to buy your products. When you're first starting out, you just need to find some way to stand out and to show who you really are because people buy into people, not necessarily resources. They buy into you because they trust you. And finally, number five, focus on making your first sale as soon as possible. (laughs) Now you're probably like Jillian, of course, I want to make sales as soon as possible. What do you mean? Well, when first starting out, people spend way too much time on branding, setting up and trying to get everything exactly right. But here's the thing, you can't scale until you have something to scale. And if you're trying to scale right now as a business that isn't making money, then that's what you're going to wind up scaling. You're just going to grow this bigger, fancier business that isn't making any money. Instead, what you need to focus on is making your first dollars as quickly as possible, because then you can work on scaling those money-making systems. And making those first dollars is not necessarily just about the money that you make or even getting yourself on that trajectory of growth. It's almost more about what you learn through the process. Because the truth is that through that process of selling your first products, you learn a lot. Starting with if people even want to buy your products. Honestly, when you're first trying to sell something, you have no idea if there's a demand for it, unless you're using something like a template that already has some evidence behind it. And you know, that type of resource already sells well. If it's something that's new, if it's a product that you just created or a course or a service, then you don't know for sure if there's actually a demand for it yet. So making those first sales is so important because it not only gives you the confidence that you're on the right track, that there really is a demand for it, for that product, for your resource, you're also going to learn why people want it. You learn this based off of what they tell you and you can ask them why they're interested in purchasing your product, why they did buy your product or why they want the outcome that your product provides. 
You can even gain clarity in if there are things that need improvement. This is really valuable when it comes to marketing your products because you can say that reason to other people and it can help convince them that they do want your product. You'll also learn what obstacles people are facing when they want a certain outcome that you could help with or that your resource could help with. Maybe it's as simple as they don't know how, but maybe they have another problem like they don't have enough time to actually do the work to get those same results. Or maybe they're worried about some potential problem that they're going to run into in their classroom. Or maybe they just don't have the right supplies that you can provide them with. Learn what those obstacles are and you can build solution to those problems into your products. And that's going to make your product way more desirable to future customers. Ultimately, what you're learning here is what the marketing messages are that actually work to sell your products. Because only when you know what your marketing messages are, you're actually going to be able to scale them and say those marketing messages to the masses and make sales in mass. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the video, when you're first starting out, it's tough to know what to focus on because there are so many things that you could work on. But it's vital that you do figure this out and choose to work on the right things. You'll get so much closer to your goals if you take 10 steps in the right direction than if you take 100 steps in the wrong direction. That makes sense, right? If you're trying to get somewhere, 10 steps in the right direction is going to take you closer than 100 steps in the wrong. And the same thing applies with building your business. If you're working on the wrong things when you're first getting started or really at any point in the process, if you're working on the wrong things, it doesn't matter how much you work and how much effort you put into it. You're never going to get to those goals. So I hope this video gave you some insights into some of those important things to focus on when you're first getting started. Now, if you have any advice of your own, anything that you found is really helpful in making a difference for you or made a difference when you were first getting started, please do leave a comment to share with others. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a comment as a review. I'm sure everyone would really appreciate hearing your advice as well. Also, come let us know your thoughts on today's episode and tell us if there's anything that resonated with you in our free Thriving Teacher Facebook group. You can find that link in the show notes as always. I can't wait to chat with you next time as we are continuing to prioritize our growth. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes. Please leave a review if something resonated. It really means the world to me just to hear what you thought or even just to send me a DM. Thank you for letting me into your business and your life today. We are going to love growing together as you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm so honored to be here to make your life a little bit easier with the best advice training and mindset shifts to grow your business and most importantly save you time and sanity and i'll see you in the next one